welcome, Croiso, to Trust the Wizards podcast number 87, with Dig Safe. This episode is a festival special, and this is Snapped Ankles.
was Dial the Rings on a Tree by Snapped Ankles from their recent album Stunning Luxury. My name is Chirito Garbanzo and as I said before this is a festival special. I've been to two festivals in the last couple of weeks and in this podcast I'll be reviewing some of the bands I saw and playing you a few of their songs. The first festival I went to was Focus Wales which is on across the town of Wrexham for four days. I was only able to go to the first night which means that regrettably I didn't actually get to see uh, Snapped Ankles who you just heard. But I did get to see five bands on the Thursday night in Memorial Hall. Not bad for 14 quid, averages out about £2.80 a band. The whole thing was organised very well so that just as one band finished one band finished on the main stage, then the next band started up on the smaller stage in the room next door. And that's where I saw the first band. They were called the Sandinistas from South Wales. Uh, it's a band name that obviously suggests the influence of The Clash. And the singer's wide-legged stance and, and uh, White Gibson Les Paul immediately called to mind some other Clash fanatics, Manic Street Preachers. And his powerful voice was quite James Dean Bradfield. No bad thing in my book. Uh, their punky, poppy songs were a bit more immediate and catchy uh, than most of the early Manic stuff. Um, they were more like uh, peak period Ash at their catchiest or first album Stereophonics before they turned shite. Or Kinky Machine, if any of you happen to remember them. I see from their Facebook page that they're supporting the Hives in a few weeks' time. Uh, they'll be a good fit there, I reckon. Check them out for yourself at uh, the Sandinistas Official on Facebook. Uh, so then it was into the much larger main hall to see a band from France called Lysistrata, or Lysistrata, L-Y-S-I-S-T-R-A-T-A. Uh, like I say, they were from France, and they were an altogether more difficult band, let's say. Uh, three lads, very, very young. Generous of, generous of fringe, uh, guitar, drums, bass, trousers very high of hemline, ending well above the trainers, bass guitar also worn, extraordinarily high, uh, which as a rule I'm generally against. Uh, but lots of shouting, lots of songs that change tempo, change key, change time signature, change feel, giving the impressions of songs that kind of have different parts, different movements, like a symphony. Uh, math rock is not a phrase I, I like using because I think it demeans the creativity involved but I think most people would probably use that phrase to describe this kind of music. Uh, there was lots of parts in the songs where all three band members were singing and harmonising together which was really really good um, but if, if I'm honest it wasn't really about the vocals or the lyrics for me. I couldn't hear a lot of the lyrics anyway although there was some quite good poetry in some of the sort of, uh, more spoken word bits that the drummer was doing um, but most of all I really just enjoyed watching them play. Uh, they were all fantastic on their instruments, and they if they had been an instrumental band, I probably would have joy enjoyed them very nearly just as much. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to play one of their tracks that is almost entirely instrumental. This is from their um, Pale Blue Skin EP, which is available as a uh, Name Your Price download from their Bandcamp page, which you can find at lisistrata.bandcamp.com. This song is called Pierre Fio Ciso. Apologies for my poor French pronunciation. Uh, which I thought, uh, from my remembrance of uh, French at school, I thought that was a person, Peter something, because Pierre is Peter, but uh, Google Translate tells me that it actually means stone, leaf, scissors, which I reckon is probably French for that rock, paper, scissors game.
Whilst that was playing, it reminded me of a few other bands you could check out. We Wizards are big fans of the band Johnny Foreigner, uh, who sound a bit like that sometimes. I also go and explore Pivot, an Australian band who released some great albums on the Warp label a few years ago and later changed their name to PVT. Uh, also check out the du- a Dutch band called We Vs Death, who that reminded me a bit of. Um, I saw them play a brilliant and very, very, very loud gig in Amsterdam in uh, about 2005. Also whilst that was playing, I've been reading about the band's name Lysistrata, which I've discovered is the name of a play written 1,600 years ago in Greece by a fellow called Aristophanes. And in the play, uh, Lysistrata, the main character, she has a plan to end the Peloponnese Wars by telling all the women to go on a sex sex strike. Sex strike, that's quite difficult to say that. Sex strike, until the men all agree to sign a peace treaty. Um, I read a summary of the story, and a lot of it just seems to be a bunch of men wandering around the Acropolis with erections which seems like a good link into Chupacabra, the next band I saw, and the band I've been trying to catch live for quite a while. I generally buy almost everything that gets released on the Trashmouth label, and Chupacabra's split LP with No Friends came out last year, and it is my favourite thing on Trashmouth since uh, Pit Pony's brilliant album in 2015. In fact, we played a track from that album uh, by No Friends, Friends with a Z. Uh, uh, we played a track called Bloody Love on podcast number 86. The Focus Wales website describes Chupacabra as um, think of the fall, McCluskey, half man, half biscuit, Richard Hell and the Cramps all having an argument at the pub. That's a great line. Uh, and I'm a big fan of all those bands. McCluskey is an interesting comparison to make because whilst they're definitely not musically, they're definitely not as heavy as McCluskey, but they do share a similar bent for twisted humour in their lyrics. And they've definitely got a bit of the cramps, sleazy glamour about them too. And like like the cramps, they've got style. It's kind of an odd style, but it's definitely style nonetheless. I would maybe throw in XTC too as another band that I was reminded of a bit. Um, They bought quite a following with them uh, and they're they're quite local. And there was a bit of a mosh pit, mostly female, I'm pleased to say. There was even a stage diver at one point. Um, Their early single, My Girl, was a highlight of their set. Um, they also played a few of the uh, album that with the Treshmouth album. Uh, Sides of My Skull was brilliant. Uh, a song called All I Know is r- really good. Uh, sadly, they didn't play King Leech, which was the uh, the song that initially got me interested in them. Uh, they also didn't play their rocking cover of Peggy Lee's Fever, but uh, another female singer of the mid 20th century did get a look in because they played an Edith Piaf cover. Uh, it was a f- I don't know what it was called. Uh, but it was a fantastically melodramatic number. Uh, I, like I say, I don't know the title of it, but the singer was giving it 210% in that one. Uh, and it reminded me a bit of um, Ezra Furman, who we've praised a lot on the, on previous podcasts. If anyone listening happens to know the title of that Edith Piaf song, then please drop us a line. Another song that w- was a highlight of their set is this 5-4 banger called Venice and Mars. <laughs>
was Venice and Mars by Chupacabra. It's from their split album with the band No Friends. You can buy that at uh, chupacabranofriends.bandcamp.com. The No Friends has a Z at the end rather than an S. And you can also buy some of their older singles at chupacabrachupacabra.bandcamp.com. Uh, be careful because there's another band uh, on Bandcamp called Chupacabra um, who are nowhere near as good. The next couple of bands on were both uh, ones I've seen before. The biggest name of the night uh, being the Lovely Eggs, a.k.a. Holly and David, who, since we first started going on about them back in 2011, when all three of the Wizards had their world rocked by their song and video, Don't Look At Me, I Don't Like It, and its video starring John Shuttleworth as the man with the sausage roll thumb. Uh, since then, all three Wizards have went to see them play at Manchester's Night and Day Cafe shortly after that, and we've seen them play many times since see various gig reviews and previous podcasts on trustthewizards.com for more on that. Uh, the last time I saw them was last July at Indie Tracks Festival in Derbyshire, and the set list uh, in Wrexham was mostly the same uh, there. Uh, they leaned heavily in on their most recent album, This Is Eggland, which is their fifth album. Uh, the last couple of albums have seen them move away from some of the dafter, shorter songs that they used to do, much to the disappointment of Mrs Garbanzo, I know, and, and at least one of my fellow Wizards is missing uh, those kind of songs. But in the live setting, they, they've replaced them with greater use of effects and loops being used on the vocals and, and on the drums and a bit of drum machine here and there, uh, which is making what was already quite a loud and quite a psychedelic live experience into an even more trippy one, particularly on uh, some great songs like Magic Onion and uh, Hello, I Am Your Son and Wiggy Giggy, both, the last two of which are both from the last album, which, as I said, most of the songs in the current set list are. Uh, they did stick in a few older ones too, and it was great to hear another one of the, my favourite singles from their, from them, which is called Food, uh, as well as the magnificent People Are Twats and uh, the band's own philosophy anthem, Fuck It, which uh, people proudly waving their fuck it scarves in the air for that. My, my only gripe with their performance at Focus was um, the two songs, Witchcraft and also Return of Witchcraft, both of which are great songs, um, but they're quite long and I've seen them play them play those two songs live quite a few times now uh, don't get me wrong like I say they are both great songs but I wouldn't I wouldn't be, uh, be I wouldn't mind it at all if, if they took one or both of those songs off the set list by the time I see them the next time which will be at Manchester Psych Festival in August where I'm also hoping to see Snapped Ankles anyway another song from This Is Eggland that I could watch them play as many times as they want to however is the song that opened their set both at Wrexham and also at Indie Tracks so that's what I'm going to go and play for you now and it's called I'm With You
So the last band that I saw at, at Focus was another um, local band, Sea Zoo, who I've seen twice before. Both of those times were at Telford's Warehouse in Chester, and both of those times were um, supporting uh, the Wave Pitches. The first of those was in 2016, and the second time was earlier this year. In between seeing them those two times in Chester, they've released their excellent de- debut album, Trunks. Um, it's undoubtedly pop music, very catchy stuff again, but it's 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 still it's approached from a from a weird angle. There's definitely a bit of that um, gawky, zygotic monkey, super furry animals, Welsh psychedelia in their DNA, but also quite a lot of pulp and uh, shortwave set. They were a band I loved who were kicking around about 10 years ago. And uh, Sophie Ellis Bexter's former band, The Audience, as well. Big, catchy, sing-along tunes. Um, have a listen to the live review podcast we did of that 2016 gig for more on them. I haven't listened back to that podcast, but from what I recall, I spent a decent proportion of it talking about the theremin they use, which is made from an old plastic head of a doll, uh, which I've seen the band Evil Blizzard use use a similar thing. And I'm pleased to say that made a repeat appearance tonight, played by um, vocalist slash keyboard player slash creepy doll head manipulator, Linos Griffiths. Unlike the two previous support sets I'd seen, uh, tonight they were playing in front of a lively home crowd who were there to see them. And frontman Ben's enthusiastic grins were infectious. The band, it really seemed to get the band uh, excited. I know nearly all of the songs in their set by now, uh, so I'm going to play you my favourite one, a song that I initially misheard the lyrics of. We do like uh, a misheard lyric on this podcast. The proper name for a misheard lyric is a Mondi Green. Uh, I, I thought they were singing in this song, I thought they were singing about boiled eggs, and that the chorus was, boiled egg when I tell you to. But when I got the album, I realised the song is called Dig and, as far as I know, has nothing whatsoever to do with eggs, be they lovely or otherwise.
there from the album Trunks. That was Dig by Sizu. Uh, find out more about them at sizu.bandcamp.com. I'm not going to the Indie Tracks Festival this year, unfortunately, but if you are, then make sure you catch Sizu. They're playing there, as are the Orioles, who I'm going to be talking about in just a minute. Um, so, the, But that's the end of the Focus Wales Festival for me. So the week after that, I was in Manchester for the Dr. Dot Festival. This is another bargain-priced festival. Cost me about the same price. I think it was about 15 quid for a wristband. And over one afternoon or and evening and night, you get uh, access with that wristband to 20 venues, most of which are pretty close together in the Northern Quarter. There's well over 100 bands playing. I went last year uh, and I saw Sports Team, Dude York, Our Girl, Men I Trust, Fontaine's DC, Kyle Craft and quite a few others. This year there weren't as many bands that I'd heard of on the bill. So because of that, I moved around venues a lot more to kind of go and see a lot of the bands I've, I've not heard of. Um, so I'm just, I did see a lot of bands, but I'm just going to go and pick the top three that I enjoyed the most and play a song each by them. Uh, the main band I wanted to see was the Orioles, whose um, Silver Dollar Moment album was one of my favourites of last year. But I was a bit gutted when the timings were announced because I saw that they were playing at 4.45 in the afternoon and I didn't expect to actually get there in time to see that after finishing work that day. But fortunately, the gods of traffic were on my side and the M56 was a lot less busy than it usually is. Um, they were playing at the Albert Hall, uh, one of the biggest venues being used by the festival. And I'm so glad I got to see them because the songs that I already love from the album sound even better live. Two of the band, uh, Sidoni on drums and Esme on bass and vocals, they are sisters. Um, Esme's vocals were brilliant, as clear as a bell. And quite a few of those songs have little sort of dance, dance break drum and bass sections where Sidoni's 60s surf drumming gets a bit funked up and some of the other band members maybe pick up and play additional percussion instruments. Special shout out as well to Esme's beautiful bright orange bass guitar. Um, the other band member is guitarist and occasional backing vocalist Henry, who also does some absolutely spectacular rubber-legged dance moves that are, as they say, worth the admission price alone. Um, that, that's the three people who are listed on the album, but when they play live, they have a fourth band member. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of, of the keyboardist. Um, but as well as the great songs, which are brilliant to dance around to, they also had some neat choreography where Henry and the keyboard player did some sort of kind of synchronised jumping side-to-side -side dance move, um, as well as, like I say, Henry's incredible leg movements going on, uh, reminiscent of uh, your man out of Fine Young Cannibals, if you're old enough to remember the weird dance moves that the guitarist out of that band used to do. All in all, I was reminded a bit of uh, bands like The Go-Betweens and Orange Juice, yes, uh, and they really are that good, as well as some more contemporary bands like uh, the two bands that featuring Rachel Ags, Sacred Paws, and shopping. Um, here is one of my favourites from their album Silver Dollar Moment, uh, which they played, and this is called Old Stuff New Glass. <laughs> Stay. 
other two uh, standout acts I saw at Dr. Dot were both female singers, female singer-songwriters. The first was playing in a very small room out the back of the Castle Hotel, and she's called Faye Webster. Faye with an E at the end. Uh, she's from Atlanta, and she has a new album out called Atlanta Millionaires Club, which I've since bought, and it's fantastic. It's on uh, the label Secretly Canadian, which I don't think she is. Uh, you can find out more about her at www.fayewebster.com. Remember, Faye with an E at the end. Uh, the gig was just her on electric guitar, accompanied by an absolutely brilliant lap steel player. Uh, I read an interview with her where she was saying what a big influence Courtney Barnett had on her. And you can hear a bit of that in the straightforward, honest lyrics. But her songs are, are mostly more, a bit more gentle than Courtney Barnett. Um, her voice, which is absolutely amazing, is much closer to someone like Jenny Lewis out of Rilo Kiley or another Courtney, Courtney Tidwell or even classic country artist Crystal Gale. And you might think from the mention of lap steel and the heavy use of lap steel, it's on every song, and also from the seam of melancholy that definitely runs through all the songs, that the music would be fairly straightforward Nashville country, but it really isn't. It definitely isn't. There are touches of soul and R&B in there too. There's even rap, rap on some songs. Um, there's some great electric piano on lots of the album. Uh, it was very Al Green and high records. Um, been listening to the album a lot over the last week, as I said, and I'm sure it will feature on our podcast again in December when we come to rounding up our favourite records of the year. But for now, take a listen to the opening track. It's called Room Temperature. I'm 
temperature by Faye Webster. What I forgot to say about her was that in the middle of a set she just asked the crowd um, would you like to see some yo-yo tricks to which obviously the crowd responded yes of course we would uh, and then so she stepped off the stage and did some really really cool and amazing yo-yo tricks the likes of which I have never seen before. Girl's got mad skills that's what I'm saying. But anyway the other brilliant singer-songwriter I saw at Dr. Dot was called Angie McMahon McMahon even she's from uh, Melbourne Australia and uh, just like the Orioles just like Faye Webster she's very young uh, all of these artists I'm guessing are early 20s at their oldest uh, I read online that Angie McMahon supported Bon Jovi on the Australian leg of their tour uh, which seems like a very odd pairing uh, um, she had a drummer and a bass player with her when she was playing and she was at the night and day cafe uh, which uh, is one of our favorite Manchester venues uh, she told the audience it was her first time playing in Manchester and she seemed really quite overwhelmed that there were actually people there to see her and also that they were enjoying it. But really, how could you not, given the quality of what we were seeing and hearing? The band were brilliant. The songs were great. Again, there's a little bit of Courtney Barnett in the in the quite frank lyrics, emotion quite emotionally candid and again, quite melancholy most of the time. But then, you know, nobody ever wrote a great song when they were feeling really happy, did they? Her voice is really, really something quite special. Mrs Garbanzo says it reminds her a bit of Tanita Tickerum, which I can hear a bit of, because uh, she sings in quite a low register most of the time. I think that's called contralto, isn't it? Also reminds me a bit of Hannah Reid from London Grammar, and also the great Karen Carpenter. She did a great cover of a Fleetwood Mac song. I have no idea what it was called. Uh, it, can't, it wasn't one of the really well-known ones, because I, I know all those. Uh, I, I don't know that many Fleetwood Mac songs, and the ones that I do know, I don't really like very much. But this one was really good. Um, but if you go to um, angie-mcmahon.bandcamp.com, you can buy her EP, which is titled A Couple of Songs, which very confusingly actually contains four songs. Um, so we're going to finish this podcast with one of those songs from that EP. Uh, there's an album coming. Uh, apparently, she did mention that there's an album being released later this year. But this song from the EP is called Pasta. And please remember, this podcast doesn't you cost doesn't cost you a penny. That's a pasta joke, people. A pasta joke doesn't cost you a penny. So instead, please spend your money supporting all the musicians that we've been taglier telling you about. Also, get yourself along to Focus Wales and other festivals like that, and like Doctor Dot, which doesn't just take place in Manchester. It's also one in Nottingham and Bristol every May. Thanks for listening, and if you've enjoyed uh, this, please visit TrustTheWizards.com for more of this kind of thing. And this is Pasta by Angie McMahon. My bedroom is a disaster My dog has got kidney failure I've been sitting at the bar too much Kissing people in my head And saying rubbish things I should not have said And they're building things outside my window Everywhere I look there are signposts, signposts I just sit in my house making noise